Hello, everybody. This is Mike Ghetto. I am the Chief Executive Officer of Yakima Chief Hop Union, and I am here with our Chief Supply Officer, Steve Carpenter. Welcome to our very first inaugural podcast for beer, baseball, and binds. So the first question I've got, Steve, is what is a bind? You know, that's a good question, Mike. I'm going to go back to my college botany days uh, and reach deep into the memory cells. Uh, Vines and vines are very similar. Vine would be something you would see on a grape plant. And if you've ever seen a grape plant close up, you would know that there's these little tendrils that kind of reach out and grab onto the trellis and keep things close. Unfortunately, with hops being a vine plant, they don't have those little tendrils. So they have to be trained by hand to go up the trellis, or in this case, the uh, hop twine, uh, so that they climb. So they got these furry little hairy things that kind of cling to the core yarn as they climb in kind of a helix type pattern. Uh, in the Norman hem Northern Hemisphere, we have to train them in a clockwise manner to get them climb. Down in the Southern Hemisphere, they train them the opposite way. So like that's toilets going one way and the other way exactly above the, below the, the, the hemisphere? It's exactly the same concept and probably why New Zealand's having a tough time with another crop this year. They don't train <laughs> them the right direction, for crying out loud. There you go. Well, we'd like to welcome everybody that's listening, all <laughs> 10 of you today, uh, to our first podcast. Uh, we are talking about beer and baseball. We hope you know about that. Now we know about binds. Uh, Yakima Chief Hop Union, for those of you who don't know, is the largest processor of hops in the United States. We are a grower-owned family company. Uh, we have 280-some people working for us uh, here and around the world. We have 11 grower owners, and we have another 42, 43 uh, growers that are growing hops for us here in the Pacific Northwest, of the three states of Idaho, Washington, and Oregon. Steve and I are based in our Yakima, Washington office. We have uh, two processing facilities, one in Yakima and one in Sunnyside. And we thought we'd have some fun this year uh, with the beginning of the growing season and also the beginning of the baseball season. So our intention is to have a weekly podcast for more or less 30 minutes where we will talk a little bit about baseball. We'll talk a little bit about uh, some beer that we're trying and, and some of the brewers that are making that great beer. And then we'll give a little bit of an update of what's happening in the hop market. And uh, we'll start, Steve. Uh, we're just getting started planting. What's what's going on here in uh, at least the Yakima Valley? What are you hearing in in Yakima and in Oregon and in Idaho so far. Yeah, I was out and about a little bit yesterday on my way to our Pink Boots event out at Bell Breaker. That was a nice event that we had to support the uh, Pink Boots Society and their scholarship fund. And I noticed there are some growers getting out in the field, uh, putting the string up, doing what we call twining. Uh, so it's not only spring training time for baseball, but it's spring twining time for the hops. <laughs> Uh, one thing I know that growers in both Idaho and Washington worry a little bit about this time of the year is making sure there's enough water in the reservoirs and enough snowpack uh, so that the hops can be irrigated properly during the summer. And I'm happy to announce that that's not something the growers will be worried about this year. There's plenty of water up in the mountains. So one less thing for growers to worry about as they uh, start producing this year's crop. Uh, a little bit wet in Oregon, is that normal? for? It's, it's Oregon, it rains a lot, but uh, it, so far this year, what are we looking at uh, yeah, to start I, planting? They're off to a good start down there. They should have plenty of moisture. There's a couple growers down there that, that do do some irrigation where they don't have to worry, but largely uh, they're growing their hops on the 
the basis of uh, uh, counting on Mother Nature to have the right moisture at the right time. Uh, I know you were in New Zealand a couple of weeks ago. What's, uh, what's the feedback from there? They have some wonderful hops. What was the growing uh, season for them there this year? Yeah, that was a unique opportunity for me. It was the first time I'd been down there and the first time I've actually had the opportunity to rub and sniff green hops in February. Uh, but uh, the harvest uh, was just starting when we were down there. Uh, they were just finishing up the Pacifica variety, uh, starting into some Cascades. Um, they had some uh, pretty serious weather events on the front end of harvest. They had a tropical storm come in, and you could still see some signs that uh, that caused a little bit of havoc with the crop. But uh, the word I hear is that the crop is coming in a little bit lighter than expected, uh, so that should mean some tightness in some of the markets for the uh, New Zealand hops that our customers like. So the people that love that Nelson Sauvin may have a tough time getting a few extra pounds this it, year. If it it's could be uh, a challenge finding extra Nelson this year, that's for sure. Uh, what have you heard about Australia? The Australian uh, crop, on the other hand, is coming in uh, about average or a little bit above average. So uh, customers out there looking for Galaxy and the different Australian hops that are popular, uh, they should be in fairly good shape this year. Good, good year. I know we've uh, we just had some more of our grower meetings uh, for Yakima Chief Hop Union. Uh, people are excited, obviously, as you said, to get out and, and, and get going with the planting season. Uh, in general, it seems like there's very little increase in acreage uh, in, in the three P&W states. Are you hearing the same thing, Steve? Yeah, I can't speak for uh, the other folks, but internally, uh, we're going to see a slight decrease in acreage. Uh, we need a few more citra variety in the ground to meet our customer demand but we're also rolling back on a couple of the public varieties and and uh, some of our other varieties so we should see all in all a net slight decrease in acreage internally so acreage off just a little bit uh, the start of the growing season looks very positive it's obviously extremely early it's like opening day in baseball everybody's in first place today right everybody's in first place looking for a good uh, 10 12 15 bale crop uh, and then the season happens. <laughs> there you go. Well, it is opening day, and uh, to start off the year, we have on uh, today, we're going to be speaking with Aaron Inkrut from St. Arnold Brewery in Houston on uh, in celebration of the uh, the World Series winners last year, the Houston Astros. Uh, Aaron is uh, the, the director of brewing operations at St. Arnold. They've been uh, a very good uh, partner with us over the years. St. Arnold is the oldest craft brewer in Texas, and so we're very excited to have Aaron join us online today to talk a little bit about his brewery, about his beer, and, and about the Houston Astros. So, Aaron, uh, welcome to our very first podcast. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Uh, congratulations on the Astros win. Uh, we're, 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 we are um, recording this just at the end of the, uh, the Houston Astros victory over the Texas Rangers, which is even more sweet for you, I imagine, Aaron. Yes, and we started the game off with a, a George Springer dinger, too, so that was good. Springer hit, what, 30-some 30, 30 home runs last year in the leadoff spot? I mean, that's that's pretty remarkable for a leadoff batter. Yeah, and he uh, the last uh, last season's uh, opening day game, he also hit a home run, so he's keeping keeping the trend alive. I'm, I'm guessing, Aaron, that he probably had an icon green beer right before he stepped up to the plate in that first <laughs> would, inning, right? I would think so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell us about Icon, Aaron. Uh, this is a this is a beer you guys just uh, just uh, released to the market, right? Yeah. So we use 
our icon series as a platform for our brewers to be a kind of their playground. And we, it's all separated by colors and each color is kind of released throughout, uh, each, each quarter. So we're currently on icon green and we usually tend to keep with the green theme and keep it focused with hops. And it would, I've been always interested about, uh, the cryo, uh, brand that you guys have and uh, I know Joe Moorefield over at Pinehouse Pizza and he's been really integral in that whole process so it was I think it was time for us to t- take a step into that and we really loved the result of it we we did a we did an IPA um, we didn't add any hops until the whirlpool and then we also did a dry hop with it and we used three different varietals Yukonot, uh, Citra and Mosaic and we did it on equal parts of the three and really produced a, a really pleasant uh, kind of green melon character that we really loved that I haven't really had in a beer before. That's terrific. And what are the, uh, the beer consumers telling you after you've released it? What's their feedback? Oh, it's, it's very positive. So it's, uh, it's been a taproom favorite. Um, we, we have a taproom at the brewery, and it's nice to get – we get direct feedback from our bartenders and servers. So – it's always nice for them to come and tell us when we don't have to ask them when they think of a beer and when they come and tell us, you know, this is great. Then they actually mean that. So that's a nice, nice, nice uh, feedback to get back right as you're brewing it right at the tap room. And I think that's why uh, we see so many more breweries opening up the tap rooms to have that immediate feedback. And, and if you've got your bartenders and your, and your wait staff well-trained, I mean, the, the, the feedback, both, both going out to the consumer and coming back is uh, is very powerful as you're trying to figure out what works and doesn't work. Absolutely. So I'm, as, as I mentioned, it's the first time we've used it, but I'm considering the results. I'm, definitely excited and pursuing to uh, uh, expand its usage. By the way, Aaron, thanks for sending up the uh, Art Car IPA. We're actually enjoying a pint here as we uh, participate on the uh, podcast, so appreciate you sending that up. That's yeah. a really nice beer as well. It's a really good uh, I, beer, yeah. Uh, well, I wanted to send it up, and you'll notice that it was canned re- relatively recently, too. Um, it's our, it's on the bottom of the can, you'll see it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh we, our art car is our, is our quickest growing brand right now. We released it about three years ago and there's uh, five hop varietals in it and four of the five are YCH grown. Um, which, which hops do you have in here, Aaron? Tell us a little bit uh, about it. So we bitter with uh, Columbus and then there's a 15 minute edition of Cascade and then we got a zero minute of Simcoe and then... We dry hop it with Amarillo, Simcoe, and Mosaic. It's a, it's a really nice beer. How, how does your team, you and your team, come up with the recipes? What's your process for coming up with a new beer? Um, it's quite collaborative. Um, I, 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 my background is from the, the music industry be, uh, prior before I became a professional brewer. And from that industry, it's, it's found that the the greatest product uh, was something that was came from collaboration. And I, I feel that's true from a team that, uh, that you work with in the brewing environment as well. Um, so every brewer is, in, is encouraged to, to, to test brew. And, um, we kind of, I mean, sure we have ideas for beers we want to try to release within a given year, but, uh, we kind of create this environment for everybody to, uh, 
explore their inspirations and create a beer that they're passionate about. That's exciting. How, how many uh, how many people do you have on your on your brewing team? How many people are involved in that process? Um, so we've got uh, we run twenty four hours, five days a week, and we've got three men uh, or three people on a shift. Um, so we run morning, uh, middle shift, and a graveyard shift. And um, so we've got uh, there's <clears throat> excuse me nine on that, and then we've got a, a team of uh, eleven lab. Uh, excuse me, not eleven, two two in the lab. Uh, so we've got 11 people uh, on the team. Uh, speaking of teams, so uh, Houston Astros, who's who's your favorite player on the team, Aaron? Well, uh, the only jersey that I own right now is Springer, so I would have, to, I guess, I'd have to say him. Um, but it's uh, it's hard to pick a favorite when you've when you've got uh, Altuve and Springer, and we've and well, Dallas Keuchel's been a star performer for a long time, and I in a I was always a big Verlander fan long when he was with the Tigers. So when we got him last year, I was like, well, hell, this is, this is great. <laughs> well, you've got Dallas Keiko. I mean, he's got the brewer beard. If any major league baseball <laughs> player has got a brewer's yeah. beard, it's Dallas he, Keiko, huh? If he needs a gig after he retires, then yeah, <laughs> he could definitely have the magic of a brewer. Bregman sees, seems to be developing nicely over there at third base as well. He's a character too. Like yeah. every everything I've seen with him on social media, that he's uh, he follows the philosophy of work hard, play hard, and I think uh, any brewer follows that testament as well. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah, no, I mean the one of the things that I enjoyed as much as anything last year, well, Altuve is just a tremendous player to watch, but when they had those uh, those photos of Jose Altuve next to Aaron Judge. <laughs> That is to me is is why baseball is the greatest sport because you can be any size, and Altuve. I think he's probably the shortest guy in baseball, right? But he is I, the MVP, and he's just such a great player. And you know, between that and infinity, it's why you got to love baseball, right? Yeah. There's, it's never yeah. over. So MVP, best hitting average, uh, most hits. I mean, he's yeah. It's you cannot. Uh, compare, you cannot judge a book by its cover, basically, when it comes to baseball. That's for sure. Yeah, the other neat thing is J.J. Uh, Watt and L2V were named Sports Illustrated Men of the Year, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which I thought was well-deserved, uh, mainly because of their support for the community uh, during the uh, uh, the, the big Harvey, storms, yeah. Yeah. Hurricane. Yeah. How, how have you guys, what types of things did you guys participate in to uh, help out during that uh challenging time down there in Houston. I'm, I'm glad you brought those two together because when it comes to Houston and the community, um, that's in our, that's in our kind of our motto. We, our motto at St. Arnold is to bring community together through beer. And so during Harvey, we, we were a hub for donations. So people were welcome. If you could get to the brewery, bring donatable, uh, donationable goods. And then we, from there, we took our box trucks and delivered to those people in need. And then we also did Harvey relief beers. Um, a certain percentage of, uh, any beers of our sold at a tap room. And we also got other, uh, bars and restaurants involved. If you sold St. Arnold or another Houston brewery, then proceeds from that would go to those in need. That's that's very powerful. I think we sent you some hops during that time too. You and some of the other breweries in 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 Houston. 
We did something similar with the hurricane in, in Florida. We did something with the, uh, the fires in California. We, we are also, like you, Aaron, uh, very much a believer that being part of the, the greater community is, is something we, we both should do and, and want to do as, as, um, as part of it. And it's really something that's very special about craft beer and the hop industry is how we really do think about community. Uh, what you guys have done there and, and in collaboration with some of the other breweries in town is, is really pretty special. Yeah, I I completely agree. We are we would not be around with the with without the community, and I think it's important to recognize that. Maybe tell us a little bit more about St. Arnold. When when did you? I, I know you're the oldest craft uh, brewery in Texas. When did you start, uh, Aaron? And how long have you specifically been with St. Arnold? Um, so the, our owner Brock Wagner, who's who's still there, um, he started the brewery in 1994. He's a Rice graduate. He, um, after, during, during his time at Rice, he got into home brewing and his mentor was George Fix. And I don't know if that rings a bell or not, but he's a well-known, uh, brewing chemist and he was his mentor and got him into home brewing. And, um, so after college, he got into investment banking, but after a a handful of years, he realized that that this is not fun. I want to make beer instead. So instead of making money as an investment baker, he decided to plunge it all into brewing and see where that got him. And Houston was the prime prime city at the time because it was the largest city in the country that didn't have a craft brewery. So at the time, it was either the fifth or sixth. It was probably, I think, believe the fifth largest city at the time. And unbelievable that it didn't have a craft brewery. So that's the beginning structure of it. And, uh, uh, myself, I've been there for almost seven years. Um, I, uh, before that time I was, I was a volunteer pouring in the tap room, giving tours. And then eventually, a a, a brewer's position opened up, got in. And then, and then that time frame of just worked my way up and doing what I'm doing now. Were you a, were you a home brewer, Aaron? Oh yes. Um, got into beer in college. Uh, Worked at a worked at a brew pub as a bartender, uh, so I hung out with the brewers, kind of understood what, kind of understand what that, that what they were doing, and, and then decided to move back home, um, just to kind of get my bearings straight. And my father and I got into home brewing together, so it was a nice father son bonding time nice. to yep. bond over a beer. And my dad's a scientist, and I'm more of a creative mindset, so the uh, things we didn't have in common that I, when I was younger, we, we found a lot of commonalities that we had when I got older. Um, so that was a nice, that was a nice thing. And yeah, and I still love what I'm doing and I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> At what point did baseball come into the mix? Is that something you did with your dad growing up as well? Well, uh, base, I, I was always involved with sports growing up in baseball, soccer, and we were always one of them. The big sport that I competed in was swimming, and that that actually got me to my uh, as a as a as a swimming scholarship to get me to college. But baseball was one of those things that I always enjoyed more so as a consumer because it was a is that a pace that I enjoyed, and I was fortunate to I went to school up in New Jersey, and I was a short train ride to New York, so I could go to the day games at either. Uh, City Field or Yankee Stadium on when there were cheaper seats and I always enjoyed doing that because slower pace from that hectic city that you would think of but uh, 
it's nice. It's you stand up, cheer, then you sit down, drink a beer, and you kind of repeat the process. And I don't think you can beat that. Our director of communications has been very nervous about what Steve and I would say during these broadcasts, and uh, we, we we promised her that the only time we would ever swear is if we had an adjective in front of the word Yankees. So, uh, oh. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Minnesota Twins fan. Steve is a Seattle Mariners fan, and uh, neither of us like the bleeping Yankees very much. So. We got that out of our system. There you uh, got it. <laughs> I just personally think it's very special that Mike got to experience the Fernando Rodney experience oh, today at the uh, Minnesota Twins game. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, the Twins have a new reliever, Fernando Rodney, who used to shoot his arrows in the sky most recently at the Mariners. And in uh, the very first oh, wow. game in extra innings today, he had his very first blown save. So the Twins are officially in last place uh, in the, oh, in the yeah. American League. But the neat wow, thing wow. about it is the former Mariner, Fernando Rodney, gave up the home run against former Mariner Adam Jones <laughs> right. from Baltimore. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, Aaron, we really appreciate your taking time out of your busy day to uh, to spend with us uh, spend with us on this very first podcast. Uh, we look forward to hearing more about St. Arnold in the coming years, and uh, we really wish you uh, great success. T- judging by well, the taste of your beer, uh, you guys are going to do just fine. So, so thank you very much. Good luck with the growing season, and I'll see you in the fall for sure. Yeah, you'll, you'll come up to selection, right? I mean, that's a yeah, fun we time, yeah. So. We come up every year for it, so it's always a good time. So, Aaron, here's wishing you nothing but good hops. <laughs> Excellent. That's and right. to you as well. All right. <laughs> Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, the other, I mean, besides George Springer today, did you see what Giancarlo uh, Stanton did in his first at-bat for the Yankees, as much as we don't want to talk about the Yankees? Uh, I, I know, and then he got another one before the game was over. Oh, he did? I didn't he see that. He hit two today. He hit two today? Yeah. So. Aaron Judge and uh, Giancarlo Stanton, that's going to be a, a tough combination. Modern-day murderer's row. Yep, yep, yep. I used to love watching the Astros in the old days. I mean, I'm like, well, both Steve and I have the same haircut, which means we don't have to spend a lot of money on a barber or shampoo. Uh, but, but we do uh, have radio faces, though. That's right, we've got radio faces. So, But the, the killer bees back in the day, Biggio and Bagwell and, oh, and yeah. the, the pitchers, I mean, uh, thinking about that the other day, obviously Nolan, Nolan Ryan, but uh, – Mike Scott, J.R. Richard, and they had Joaquin those, Andar, uh, all those guys. Those rainbow uniforms they used to wear. They had the uh, funkiest, yeah, I mean, those, those were like, uh, yeah, those were craft beer uniforms back in the day. You they know? were. <laughs> they were. There's no doubt about it. We used to enjoy watching them. Actually, we played a little bit of softball in the day and actually had uniforms patterned after that uh, <laughs> vertical stripe. Uh, I've still got that somewhere. I should wear it for one of these podcasts. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, we should give a shout-out to Eighth Wonder. I mean, what a great name uh, for a brewery as well in Houston. So, uh, you know, St. Arnold's a wonderful brewery. We've got a lot of good friends in the brewing community down there. So thank you thank you all, and good luck to everybody that's a Houston brewer. And uh, we will get to the Texas Rangers uh, um, brewers uh, at one point during this year, too. Our intention is to have a weekly podcast uh and we will uh, be interviewing different brewers from around the United States. Uh, every week we'll do a different one. It'll probably be focused around baseball sta- uh, cities because of uh, the nature of our podcast. But we're really looking forward to this. W- one of the reasons I love baseball is the baseball season parallels the hop growing season, exactly. too. So hopefully we can keep our listeners up to date on how the crop's doing, how it's progressing. 
like I say, everyone has a 10, 12, 15 bale crop out there right now, <laughs> and then the season happens. Right. So uh, we'll keep you up to date as that progresses and as we go along with the uh, hop season as well. Uh, just maybe a few more words about hops, Steve. You know, we we are finishing uh, what is for us a, a record volume shipment in terms of our, our hops this year. Uh, it's been a very good start to the year for us, and it's a combination of two things, really. One, uh, the alpha market, the bittering market, has been very strong. Uh, I think uh, supplies have dropped off a bit over the last several years, uh, and so we've had really solid pace of exports uh, for both our, our um, extract and some of our advanced products. But of all, all of our big aroma hops are really moving out the door as well, and, and one of the big drivers is the New England IPAs. You know, we've talked about it in the past, but we've had tremendous uh, push for those hops, and uh, that's one reason we're going to be growing more citra this year, at least the Yakima Chief Hop Union Farmers, is because the demand for citra has been really powerful. Yeah. This New England IPA phase is designed specifically for folks like me that like just a little bit of beer with their hops. <laughs> exactly. A wonderful style of beer, and uh, we wish those folks nothing but the best. And if they need hops, uh, they know who to call. Right. You know, it, it's, it's interesting. There, the, the media and the press gets quite a bit of discussion around overall beer trends, and they tend to talk about barrels of beer. You know, and that trend, you know, that it, it's clearly slowing down in the aggregate. Uh, but what's most interesting for us is the amount of hops in a barrel of beer, mm-hmm. right? That's what we're focused on, and that's clearly still moving up. And so for us, the demand for hops, uh, different than the demand for beer, is still very robust. And uh, true not only in, in the United States, but we're seeing uh, good demand in Canada, Mexico, throughout the Americas. Very strong demand in Europe that's really starting to take off. It feels like, especially in the UK, is, is very powerful. You and I have both been over there in the last uh, month on different trips. You know, it's, it's, it's powerful. And uh, Aaron was just talking about the cryo hops. We had a, a, a craft beer conference in Liverpool two or three weeks ago. We had some samples, and they were... They were like Mickey Mantle baseball cards. Mm-hmm. You know, people wanted to come up. They wanted to get those cryo samples because, it, you know, we've only been able to slowly build out our production, and that's what people want. Yeah. You know, a cryo citra, a cryo mosaic, people are getting that, and boom, 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 they're like baseball cards. And rumor has it, Mike, that there's a royal wedding coming up, and I get there's going to be a beer oh, served there as well. This is so exciting. So there's a brewery in Windsor, uh, England, that's made a beer called the Windsor Knot, and they are they are taking traditional uh, UK hops, and they are blending it with uh, an American hop. And that American hop is a single hop from the Pacific Northwest, and it's our very own Simcoe. So congratulations <laughs> to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. We're so excited by this. You're going to hear a lot more about it, uh, but it's something that we're really excited by because it uh, reflects, and the brewer said, it reflects the best of uh, American hops in the American Pacific Northwest, and uh, we're so excited by that for the big royal wedding in May. Uh, it's the first time you're going to see a bunch of us beer drinkers excited by our royal yeah. wedding, but we're doing it for the right reasons. So. Yeah. So America and England, two countries uh, divided by a common language, have found <laughs> something in common by adding American hops and English hops to the royal beer, and uh, I can't wait to try some. And, and from our perspective, you know, uh, it's, it's taking cricket and rounders and perfecting it into the game of baseball. So you add a little bit of Simcoe in there, you're changing something up, it's still, it's, it's still that overhand motion with the ball. That's why we like cricket. It's like we like baseball. Absolutely. 
Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you have any comments for us, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And you can find us on our website. Uh, you can Twitter us at, at YCHHops. We have a Facebook page. You can leave your comments there. There's a Twitter hashtag or Instagram hashtag of Beer, Baseball, and Binds. Uh, we really would love to get your feedback. We will try to do this every week uh, for the entire baseball season. And here's wishing, at least from our perspective, either the Twins or the Mariners are the American League team in that, in that championship. And for our brewer customers, we wish you nothing but good hops. There you go. Thank you, everybody.